today on Hands-On Photography, I got my hands on a nice nifty piece of hardware from the folks at Blackmagic Design that's aimed at speeding up your video editing workflow. Does it? Is it worth it? Hmm. We're going to find out. Y'all stay tuned. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This episode of Hands-On Photography is brought to you by Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics by reinventing home essentials that are good for you and the planet. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash hop. Well, hey, what's happening, everybody? I'm Matt Pruitt, and this is Hands-On Photography. I hope y'all are doing well. I am unbelievable, as always. This is the fine podcast where I like to sit down and share different tips and tricks that are going to help make you a better photographer, as well as a better post-processor. And every now and then, I get into chatting with another professional photographer as a guest and get their tips and tricks. And also there are times where we get to talk about video and camera gear and all that good stuff. And that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to get into video and we're going to get into some actual gear regarding video, video editing. That is. Thank you for hanging out with me today. So let's go ahead and get started with this week's episode. Now, I've gotten a lot of feedback since we've started the bit of video module here on hands-on photography. You know, I've gone through what it takes to put together a simple video and gone through some simple edits and cuts and transitions and handling color and all of that good stuff, regardless of the application that you're using. Yes, Final Cut Pro is really good if you're on a Mac and paid for that. Then there's also Premiere Pro and that's questionable. I have no problem with it for the most part <laughs> and pay the subscription subscription fee. And I know most of you don't want to do that. And then I've also presented things like Vegas Pro and DaVinci Resolve. And today we're going to really dive more so into DaVinci Resolve and a piece of hardware regarding that that um, uh, software for video editing. So I've gotten a lot of feedback here recently and it's been a bit surprising um, some of the feedback I've gotten about this and it, it's regarding the speed editor that Blackmagic Design uh, has offered up for its DaVinci Resolve video editor. Now what exactly is the speed editor? Okay so the speed editor is a piece of hardware that's roughly six to eight inches in size. It's like a mini keyboard and you use it with DaVinci Resolve to help quote speed up your your editing workflow inside of um, the video editing process. So it's when I first saw this thing um, demoed or, or announced however many years ago, I thought it was a bit of a gimmick because I got to tell you, I've been editing video for quite a while, not necessarily as long in DaVinci Resolve. Most of my time has been spent in Premiere Pro. So my motion is to use keyboard shortcuts because there's there's nothing better than using keyboard shortcuts than in uh, video editing because getting into using a mouse and clicking and dragging that totally slows you down. So I was like, why would I want to buy a piece of hardware that's going to quote speed up my workflow when all I have to do is just look down at my keyboard and map out some keyboard shortcuts to make things faster for me. 
So I was a bit skeptical. And a lot of you have asked about that, I guess, because you've been skeptical, too, (laughs) to see if it's actually worth the money. And I got to tell you, I've been pleasantly surprised. I reached out to Blackmagic and asked if they would loan me one to try out so I can um, share this information with you all to, you know, help you decide whether you'd like to purchase one of these or not. So let's take a look at it. I'm going to switch my camera here. Let's see if I could do this. All right. So this is the actual speed editor itself. You know, it's not very big. I have big hands and it fits in my hands quite easily. It's super portable. Like I said, it's about six inches, eight inches tops. I think it's more like six inches. It is just a mini keyboard, if you will. It's got a handful of buttons on it um, to walk you through different tasks inside of your um, rough cut workflow. Uh, you can append things to the, to the timeline. You can turn on video versus audio only uh, s- switch between the timelines, switch between the bins where your source clips are mark in and out. You can shuttle through all that good stuff right here on this device. Now it, again, this does come with a bit of a caveat. Let me just be quite clear on that. Um, it's, if you're right-handed, it might be hmm, a little bit tricky to get used to because you want to use your right hand for this shuttle and jog wheel um, versus and have it on your right, the right hand side of your workstation, which also means if you're right handed, you're probably using a right hand mouse. So it's going to get in the way of your mouse. For me, I ended up sitting it here on the left side of my workstation here to the left of my keyboard and just sort of made myself get used to using the jog wheel and the buttons here with my left hand, all while using my right hand on the right side of the workstation with the mouse, because every now and then you do have to use your mouse to click on different screens inside of DaVinci Resolve. Okay, so anyway, more about this speed editor. When it comes to using it with DaVinci Resolve, you can only use it. Okay, not only. It's specifically designed to be used inside of the DaVinci Resolve cut page. Now, Resolve has a bunch of different panels and pages installed or built into it to help you with different aspects of your workflow. So as you're creating your video, you get all of your images uh, or clips and pull them into the media tab or media bin. Get everything organized, if you will. And then you start to put them in your cut page. At least that's what you're supposed to do. I'm not very good at doing that. (laughs) You put them in your cut page and you basically go through the cut page to set up your rough cut of the video that you'd like to create. I'm one of these guys that's been doing it inside of Premiere for a very long time. And I didn't necessarily have a rough cut option up until about maybe two years ago, three years ago when Premiere put that into its options. And so it's been a bit of a challenge for me to try to get used to using the cut page. I typically dive right into the edit page of DaVinci Resolve and just start working on my timeline and dragging clips wherever I need to drag them to. Again, if you're someone that's fairly new to, to doing video editing, this may be a lot easier for you because you don't necessarily have to unlearn a lot of things like some of us would have to do here inside of Resolve. So, yes, you can use this inside of the edit page, but it's very, very, very limited. It's it's probably maybe two functions that will work <laughs> inside of the edit page. So 
personally, I wouldn't even bother trying. Just use the cut page for this particular tool and uh, go from there. Now, what I want to do is show you a little bit of the workflow. Um, and again, I'm probably going to stumble through a little bit because again, I, I'm not terribly used to using the cut page. But as I've been playing around with this, I have found some good use out of using the speed editor and found some decent use out of using the cut page in general inside of DaVinci Resolve. Okay, but before we do that, we want to take a few minutes to thank this week's fine sponsor, the folks over at Blue Land. Hey, did y'all know that over five billion billion with the B plastic bottles of, of hand cleaner and and other cleaning detergents and things like that just get thrown away and wasted each year. Whew. That's quite a bit, folks. And it's not bad enough that most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose lose situation for you, for me and the planet. Do you ever feel overwhelmed by the number of plastic bottles and containers you throw away? Ever thought about purchasing more eco-friendly products but didn't know where to start? Or maybe you've tried a few quote-unquote green products but found them to be a bit pricey or ineffective. If you've answered yes to any of these questions, meet the fine folks at Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics by reinventing home essentials that are good for you and for the planet. Blue Land's innovative tablet refill solution takes up 10 times less space than a traditional bottle, and their powerful formulas keep your home clean and smelling amazing. The idea is simple. You just grab one of the beautiful forever bottles, fill it up with some warm water, and then drop a tablet in, and you just get the cleaning, you know? Refills just start at $2, and you don't have to buy a new plastic bottle every time you run out. Recycle the daggum bottle. Just keep using it. Reuse the bottle. That's saving the planet. You can even set up a subscription uh, just so you never run out of the products that you use the most. And you save even more when you buy Blue Land products in bulk. From cleaning sprays to hand soap to toilet cleaner and laundry tablets, all Blue Land products are made with ingredients you can feel good about. We use the hand soap here at the Pruitt Palace. Uh, it smells good and we know we're doing the right thing. So it feels good on our conscience to know that we're not just throwing a lot of plastic waste out there and ruining the planet. It's good stuff. You can try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Blue Land products come in a refreshing signature scent like iris agave, fresh lemon, and eucalyptus mint. And for a limited time, their hand soap is getting a bit of a holiday upgrade with uh, three refreshing new scents. That's evergreen, winterberry, and peppermint. Yep, that sounds like the holidays to me. <laughs> right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash hop. That's 15% off your very first order of any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash hop. Again, that's blueland.com slash hop. And I appreciate Blue Land for stepping in and supporting hands-on photography. All right, so now let's go ahead and take a look at DaVinci Resolve and dive into the cut page and let's just see 
how does speed editors going to work for us? So, so what I have here is the cut page. And again, if I put my mouse down here at the bottom, you'll see there's other options. You have the cut page, the edit page, fusion, color, and so forth. Generally, I start right here on the edit page because this looks like your typical NLE, your nonlinear uh, video editing application. You get your timeline, you get all your media files right here, and you know you can set up your source window and your your program window. It, it's very simple. That's 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 what I'm comfortable with. But this is is totally different from the cut page, but they they do work hand in hand and work together. This is where you want to do a lot of your rough cuts. And again, you have all of your, your media up here um, sorted how you want to sort. There's an option to sort them here inside of resolve, just change it there and, you know, go forward with it. There's a little orange dot on some of these clips that says, you know what? I like this clip and this is probably the clip that I'm going to use. And again, all of that is part of the organization process of setting up your sequence. So let's take a look at some of these files. I'm just going to dink around with one. Let's start with this first image here and just click on it. And you'll see it pops up here in the um, program window because this this is, well, source window because I'm in the source view. And it lets me take a look at it and it has audio. You can see the little waveform right here on the bottom of it. And as I'm using this jog wheel, let me show you the speed editor. I can use this jog wheel to just scroll through and check out the coverage. But then there's this other button right above the wheel that says scroll. And that allows me to scroll a lot faster through the coverage if I need to. Now, the magic of the cut page is the there, there's two two options here. You have a timeline option and you have a source clip option. If you hit this source button here, it takes you to what's called the source tape inside of DaVinci Resolve. And folks, I got to tell you, that's that's where the magic happens for me. It allows me to see all of my clips right here on a single band in the timeline. OK. And if you look even closer at this little timeline, yes, you have your waveform. So, you know, the audio that you're going to be working with. But there are little white lines in between um, the different clips, basically segmenting it out, letting you know where you are uh, from different clips standpoint. And if you look over here to the left, um, you can see all of your clips. This one clip is highlighted in, in orange for me. If I scroll through and get to the next clip, it moves over here as well inside of the source bin. Just just another way to let you see where you are going through your footage and help you figure out, OK, I want to use this, make this a select, so on and so forth. I really like that. Now, then there's the option of in and out points. So let's take this piece of footage here. I'm looking at these guys. They're coming out onto the field and we just play it through. My computer is stored in a little bit. OK. Some of that footage is, is not needed. Okay, so I'm just going to scroll back a little bit and get to a point that I think would be ideal. So I'm going to hit the jog wheel and just really fine tune scrolling where I want this to be used as footage. Okay, so I'll stop right about there. I'm going to hit the source button again and make sure up here at the top that I'm on the source clip. And then I'm just going to hit the in out buttons 
that is shown right here on the speed editor. Just hit in and mark an endpoint. And you can see right here on the screen, I already have some endpoints squared away. Very nice, right? But what if I'm thinking, uh, those are not right. I need to clear those out. All you simply need to do is just press down in and out simultaneously on the speed editor and it clears the in and out points that you may have already set. So let's start again. Mark that as an in and out point. I can hit this little stop play button. This feels just like the space bar on your keyboard. Hit that. And when I get to a point that I think is a good stopping point or out point, I'll just stop it on the keyboard right about there. I think that works there and just hit out. Okay, so that's done. That's given me a good piece of footage that I can work with and start putting it down into the timeline. Well, how do I do that? Simply, there's a button. You just smart insert and it drops it down to the timeline very, very, very quickly and easily. Now, if you look at the timeline here inside of the cut page, all right, you have two different bars. The top bar is a a zoomed out global view of all of your footage. Okay. The bottom is much more zoomed in and a, a lot more detail. So if I scroll through down here in the bottom, make sure I hit timeline on the speed editor. As I scroll through, you notice everything is sort of moving together from a playhead standpoint. And it's quite nice. Okay. All right, so now we hear the audio going on, and I know that's a bit distracting. I'm sorry. So let's do this. I'm going to do an undo and just take everything out on the keyboard here on the speed editor. There is an escape and undo button. So let me switch that so you can see it. If I just hit it twice, it, it, it'll do an undo just like that. Very slick. Instead of having to do control Z on my actual keyboard over here to the right hand side. So let's do this. I'm going to hit the video only button that's right here. That's going to append the, the footage to the timeline, but not add the actual audio to it. So now I'll just do smart insert, drop it down, hit timeline on there, scroll back. And if I hit play, you don't hear anything. I love that. It's good stuff because I wanted to add my own soundtrack to it. You know what I mean? So let's go up here to the top again inside of my source. So I'm just going to hit the source button and it takes me back to all of my footage. And I'm going to hit the scroll wheel, the scroll button just above the jog wheel. Roll back, roll back, roll back. And it gives me the very first clip. I don't want that, but I have these audio files up here on the left. So let's try, uh, let's try this one, see what it sounds like. Very, very loud. Woo. <laughs> Sorry about that. Well, what can we do about that? Well, there's an audio level button right there. Hold that audio level button down and rotate the dial and it should ro pull back the uh, actual, um, volume for your clip on that down pull it back it did not pull it back uh oh let's try that again <laughs> hold down audio roll it back like so all right 
well, that is supposed to work. This is probably something I'm doing wrong, but I know it works down on the timeline. So I will actually, this is the piece that I wanted to use. So I'm just going to hit this button. This is place it on top, but I'll make sure that I have this video only button turned off because this is audio. So we want our audio to pop down to the timeline. So we'll just hit place on top and it's down there like so. Okay. So this audio is definitely way too long for this particular clip. So how do we fix that? We could probably just go ahead and trim it back. And again, remember the, the upper timeline here. This is a global view of your um, project here. And then this bottom timeline is just sort of zoomed in to let you see a little bit tighter. So we'll go ahead and hit home on the keyboard. And it takes us back to the very beginning of the uh, segment here. Okay. Or you can just grab your mouse and just click to the very beginning of the segment like that. Either one is easy to do. So my problem is this particular audio here down here on the bottom. All right. Let's get this lined up with the beginning of the track. So easily just drag it with your mouse, move it to the beginning of the segment, hit play. See how it sounds. Sounds very, very loud again. So let's hit audio level and scroll down. And you'll see the waveform goes away. Now, I don't want it that quiet, but definitely want to just dial in the audio to fit. And again, if you're left handed, you can probably do this fairly easy like so. Let's try right there. So now we'll hit J on a keyboard to go back. Spacebar and play. Still a little loud. Let's dial it back some more. Go back. Much better. Stopped it. Okay, so now I'm thinking we could probably trim this down a little bit more uh, because I don't necessarily need the build up that's showing right there at the beginning. You see how it has a bit of like a crescendo building up to a louder point in the track. Why not just trim that off? There's a very, very neat feature with the speed editor. You have this trim. Can I move it over to the camera? There we go have this trim in button that shows right there. All right. So if I hold down trim in while I have that particular audio track selected, hold down trim in and then just roll the scroll wheel. It'll trim it to where I want it to be trimmed. And let's just start it right there without that build up. Okay. And let go. And then I'll just hit home. I like that starts out pretty good. Okay. So let's go back again like that. Okay. So now maybe we can do a cut right about here because there's another crash of the audio. So why not take advantage of that? So let's go up here to the, to the source and let's find another clip. So let's go and just sort of scroll through this source tape, just using the scroll wheel, trying to find something that may look pretty good. Uh, none of that, you know, that looks pretty boring. <laughs> scroll through. What about this right here? That looks like he's running. So we'll just stop the scroll wheel, hit jog instead, so we can really dial it back. And we'll go from there. So let's hit play here. Yeah. I think that'll work. So let's just go back a little bit right as he's getting hit. Maybe that'll be a good part to do the impact 
that syncs up with the audio. Okay, so let's see here. We got source and like so. Mark an endpoint like that. And then we'll do a video only on the speed editor. And we'll say append or smart insert. And it dropped it down to the beginning of it. But I don't want it there. So let's just do escape. And we want to add it to the to this part right here. So we'll click down on the timeline and add a little cut like so. Okay. And then we'll do a pin and it's going to drop it down. Here we go. It drops it down at the end and I don't want it there. So easy. We'll just trim everything back. Trim out on that particular clip that we want trimmed <laughs> like so. Move my mouse, move my cursor over here like that. Trim, 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 trim. Come all the way back right about there because there's the waveform lining up with an impact. All right, now we'll scroll back on the timeline. Let it play. Not bad. So that clip was way too short though. So let's do a bit of an extension on that. So let's just drag it out like that. Go back over here. Hit play. Not bad, you know, but again, that's just very, very, very simple stuff. And with this rough cut stuff, this it's all literally a rough cut. Once you build up everything just as a, you know, something that you can work with, that's when you jump into the edit page inside of Resolve. So you click on the edit page and when you get in there, you'll see that your timeline is pretty much built and ready to go. You just need to finagle and finesse some things, you know, move that that audio clip to look to line up better with it and go back and reducing the volume, reducing the gain on it a little bit because it's too loud. Add your effects, add your transitions, so on and so forth. It's really neat. Um, but again, it takes some training. It takes some practice to get used to using the cut page inside of DaVinci Resolve and having a tool like the speed editor just may be a, a good idea for you. Uh, I like the idea that this thing is quite portable. It's, you know, again, it's not very heavy. It's not very big. The build quality is plastic, but it's not like cheap plastic. So it, it may be quite all right for traveling and hitting the road with this thing. And it connects via USB-C. It is also Bluetooth capable. I've tried the Bluetooth capabilities on it in Bluetooth on my computer is craptastic, so I don't recommend it for my system, but it probably works just fine on yours. I just kept it connected with this USB-C um, cable on here. And again, this thing, it is quite nice. Uh, I love how everything is labeled. It lights up what needs where it needs to be lit up, and it really does just help push you through a bit with your uh, video editing workflow inside of the cut page only. So... That's my two cents on it. You can get this on the Blackmagic website at the time of recording this for $395. Now, I know, look, some of you are like, what? $395 with this thing? 
again, this isn't something that's for everybody, but this, if you're someone that's doing a lot of video editing and you're making an investment in yourself, I think this is a good route to go. Um, give it a try, especially if you're someone that's fairly, you know, fresh to the cut page and not an old dog like me. It's going to take some challenges <laughs> to get me into it. But, um, yeah, this is quite all right for $3.95. Blackmagic also offers a full editing keyboard that has this functionality built into it, as well as other editing functions built into a full size QWERTY keyboard that's available on their website as well. A lot of you asked about the speed editor. I said I'd give it a try and got to tell you, I think it's quite all right. I think it's quite all right. Might take some time for me to get get totally dialed in with it, but I think this is quite all right. OK, let me know your thoughts on the speed editor. And whoops, sounds like my <laughs> my timeline was running. <laughs> Sorry about that. Let me know your thoughts on the speed editor. Let me know, you know, how things are going with you and your video editing career and in process, if you will. Uh, shoot me an email. Hop at twit.tv. Just like everybody else has been doing. Hop at twit.tv. TV. You can also give me a follow over on the social medias. You can find me on Instagram as ant underscore Pruitt. And I'm also on Mastodon via our twit.social instance. So head to twit.social and give me a follow over there. I'm ant underscore Pruitt there as well. And everybody that finally just caught up to the show for the very first time. Thank you for stopping in. I really do appreciate you hanging out. If you enjoyed this content, go ahead and subscribe and whatever it podcast app you're using, go ahead and share it out with some other folks to help grow this community. All of our information is available on twit.tv slash hop, the website. You see all the subscription options there. You see all the previous episodes. You'll see uh, the show notes and videos and all of the download options. So just check it out, twit.tv slash H-O-P and share it with your friends as well as your enemy. All right, everybody. Thank you to my man, Mr. Victor, for making me look and sound good each and every week. I'm looking forward to getting into more video content with you guys. I have another piece of hardware that I want to talk about and share with you. And I am in love with that thing. But you're going to have to stay tuned. Mm, It is quite nice. (laughs) All right, everybody. I'm Matt Pruitt. Hope you enjoyed this show. And I will catch you all next time. So safely create and dominate. Y'all take care. Hey, I'm Rod Pyle, Editor-in-Chief of Ad Astra Magazine, and each week I join with my co-host to bring you This Week in Space, the latest and greatest news from the final frontier. We talk to NASA chiefs, space scientists, engineers, educators, and artists, and sometimes we just shoot the breeze over what's hot and what's not in space books and TV. And we do it all for you, our fellow true believers. So whether you're an armchair adventurer or waiting for your turn to grab a slot in Elon's Mars rocket, join us on This Week in Space and be part of the greatest adventure of all time.